The following content has been provided by RWTH, Aachen University. The window manager in X is an ordinary client to the base window system. So it communicates with the applications um, that are also clients via so-called hints in the X server. This is the structure that I showed you as the final and sort of most effective way of the window manager being separate and exchangeable and, and, and completely um, you know, disconnected uh, in terms of library calls and stuff from the other parts. But it still needs to talk to the applications and to the base window system. So it does that by putting hints into the base window system saying, like, ah, I think this is a good idea to whatever, use this foreground color. And then applications can pick up those hints from the base window system. So the stuff is stored in the base window system, meaning it's stored on this machine that the user is sitting at in the X server. The look and feel mechanisms for the window manager are completely separated from the look and feel policy. So um, what that means is you can actually exchange the window manager and create a completely different uh, look and feel for dealing with windows. And we'll show you this in, in a minute in a, in a demonstration. Late refinement is fully implemented. So you know, X Windows was originally written on flavors of Unix. And in Unix, you have this wonderful you know, multi-user structure where everybody's got a home directory and it's all very transparent and everything's a file. Um, so it was very easy to implement a late refinement um, architecture that basically just collected resource files, configuration files from a system-wide directory, from the user's home directory, from an application directory, and put them together, prioritized them right, and then basically from that figured out what kind of colors, fonts, uh, etc., were supposed to be used. Even things like uh, naming your widget, like for example, if a button is labeled open uh, and you want to create a you know, German localized version and you want this thing to say um, öffnen or something, even that could simply be specified in a resource file, obviously. And then you know, user A could have a German one, user B could have a French one, um, not a big deal. Uh, the window manager is, as I said, dynamically exchangeable even during your session. So you can actually start working on the X window system and then say, I'm going to kill my window manager. And poof, you know, it goes away. Uh, and something strange happens. Your windows are still on the screen because they are not managed by the window manager. They are drawn and put there by the base window system. But the controls around them go away. You know, the ones that let you actually move them or, or, or close them or resize them. Um, these are examples for the window managers. Back then, you know, it was very cool to name things with short cryptic names. So Tom's window manager, blah, blah, blah. Uh, the motif window manager, the open look window manager. Uh, this was one done by Siemens, I believe. That was a tiling window manager um, that used this different idea of putting windows next to each other rather than overlapping them. Um, they all implemented different policies for how, you, how windows and icons got placed how um, they would appear, what the frames would look like, whether there was a, uh, you know, what kind of pop-up menus would appear to control things. All of them worked without a static menu bar, however. They were all using this, the same approach that Windows used, uh, the Microsoft Windows type, uh, putting menu bars with each application. Um, but the listener modes, for example, were also flexible. So some were using, um, do you know, remember what the listener modes are? It had to do with the fact that, you know, how do you, where do events go um, when you move the mouse around? One listener mode was click to type. You click on a window and then events start going there. The other one was like focus, focus, pointer. 
where you just hover over a different window and all of a sudden events go there without you actually bringing that window to the foreground. So those were also flexible in between those. Uh, the desktop was not part of the window manager uh, desktop functionality, like you know, uh, opening uh, folders and files on the desktop, stuff like this was usually a separate app. Um, now, when we have, look at the whole system, what the base window system is managing. It's got, per screen, it has one root window, the desktop. On that root window will be uh, the sort of root windows of applications, right? You know, your web browser will have one application window. Um, and those windows are managed by the window manager. So it decorates them and puts stuff around them. But remember that on the base window system level, there are many, many more windows, right? Inside the document window, you will have a separate BWS level window for every user interface component. Every button will have its own little window. Those, of course, don't get decorated by the window manager. That would look very weird if every button in your interface had a closed box next to it or something, right? Um, so those do not get managed by the window manager. Instead, they get managed by the applications, right? They don't own their own root window space. The only windows that actually have that own root window space are those top level, also they're called shell windows, the application shells basically, that contain everything that belongs to an application. Now, can you think of a moment where you would need an additional secondary top level application shell window? So your application, you've got a, I don't know, web browser, opens up a shell window, it has its space on the root window, everything goes in there. Great. Is there a moment where you could imagine that you actually need another top-level shell window? Yeah? Dialogues. Dialogues, exactly. Anything that is not embedded and moves along with the base application window, right? A dialog could be moved to the side, it could be separate, um, and so it will be directly on the root window as well. So an application will typically have more than one root window um, or top-level shell window um, because it needs those kinds of things. So uh, time for a demo um, of the various flavors of window managers, and uh, Christian will take over and, and run this. So we are using here um, OS 10. 10. So we actually don't really have an X server here um, running. But there's an application that is called XQuartz, and that basically is just an OS 10 application that simulates um, an, uh, an X server, basically. So that is running here on top um, of our OS 10. Um, and in this session here, um, we have already running a window manager. This one is called the Tom's Window Manager. It's a very basic one, as you can see. Uh, and we have several windows open here. So you can see basically four different uh, terminal windows. <clears throat> and over here, we have our um, clock. And um, <clears throat> trying to resize that here. As you can see, uh, there's a cursor showing, um, like different from the typical mouse cursor, but I can't get any visual feedback on the size of the window. But as I release my mouse button, the window actually gets drawn, but I don't get any updates, any visual updates here. That was obviously done because of performance reasons, um, because when you need to draw every time, uh, you, you see, for example, the clock, um, it reshapes based on the window size. Um, that's very expensive to do, especially when you think about it, everything runs over the network. Um, there are different approaches, at least for the user, to give him or her a good res um, responsiveness. 
which is, for example, just drawing the wireframes of the window as you are resizing them, for example. But here, um, as you can see, I don't get any visual feedback. And then when I release the button, the window size is actually there. Uh, what else do we see here in Tom's Window Manager? We can see that we have a focus follows pointer policy. As soon as I move my mouse, you can see the title bar changes. And um, I can type here, for example, and I can continue typing, and I move my mouse, and you can see that the keyboard events automatically get mapped to that window where the cursor is currently hovering over. Yeah. Um, Okay, um, I'm actually not sure how you can close these windows because first I thought, okay, you just click here and you close the window. Actually, what happens is that we get little icons of these windows here. Um, basically, it's the same as minimizing a window and I can put that aside, I can save some space here. Um, and then later on, if I wanna go back to that window, I can just click on it and it opens up again, basically it maximizes. Um, have no idea actually how to close these windows. Um, so, but something what's more interesting is, um, as Jan previously said, while we are running a window manager, which is just a different X client, we could actually kill that. So all the window decorations, which are done by the window manager, they would go away. So let's try that out. All we need to do is basically kill all, and then we call the name of that window manager. In this case, it's Tom's window manager. And what you can see here now is that all the decorations just magically disappeared. Yeah? The base windows are still there. Um, and also, this um, policy, this focus follows pointer policy is there. This one is actually something that can be configured by the XQuartz application. So um, let's see if we can run another uh, window manager, because um, I've prepared some. Um, I tried several ones, not all are really supported by um, this X-Quartz. Um, but let's take, for example, a fancier one, hope that runs, which is Enlightenment. So now I'm starting actually here um, a different window manager. And as you can see, all the decorations of the windows, they have basically changed. And what you can also see is, here yeah, we get some error messages. Um, what you can also see is that um, we still have some kind of here focus follows pointer policy, at least for those windows that are in the front. Uh, the title bar also changes, it has a different uh, look. We have different buttons here, so now we can actually uh, close windows. Let me try this one here, so the window disappears actually. Um, we can resize the windows um, as before, but now you can see here we get those wireframes. So for the user, it gives him or her some feedback regarding, okay, uh, what is the size of the window. We are not redrawing the entire window right now. We'll just redraw when we release the button, but it is a very responsive system in that way. Um, we also have some tooltips, as you can see here. Uh, resize this window, move this window. You can do that with different mouse buttons. Um, you can also, I think, double-click on the toolbar here or on the title bar, and then these windows magically roll up and down, so it saves you some space. We also have a complete um, yeah, virtual desktop system here, so I can switch between four different desktops, um, what you also know from modern systems, um, and then I can quickly go back here. Um, yeah, let me get these nasty error messages. And I can't even get rid of them, so I'm gonna restart. 
So let's try another one. Um, for example, open box. That one uh, looks a little bit different here. Uh, we have now blue windows, for example. Um, we got rid of the focus follows pointer policy. As you can see here, those windows don't get activated as soon as I move my mouse cursor. Um, I also have like these fancy buttons here. They actually have a hover effect. So for minimizing a window that goes somewhere, um, <laughs> yeah, probably there's like a different toolbar that is not sh uh, shown here. Uh, I can maximize the window so it takes up the full um, uh, screen real estate. Um, and let me see. I can get back to the, I can restore and then I get the original size back again. Um, so we have some pop-up menus here. Uh, we can send the windows to different desktops. So what you can see is basically we have a different look and feel here with this window manager basically. And also we can undecorate here if we wanted to. That's a special feature here of that window manager. Um, and we can also um, roll up um, as we've done before to save some space. And again, we can kill this. Um, and then it's gone. Um, and let's try another one. Um, last example. Um, Um, yeah, let's try ISVM. So here we have one that is actually fancier because it comes with a taskbar that you probably know from uh, Windows 95, for example. So we have all our application windows basically accessible here. We have a clock. If we click on that, another uh, X clock opens. And as you can see here, um, the windows have a, some kind of different decorations. We have bigger buttons here. Again, we have these hover effects. Uh, we can resize the window, and that now does a real-time resizing, including the drawing of the window. But you can see it's much slower, right? So it, it has some delay here. Um, and again, we have fancy um, other options here. We can move, maximize. We can even go full screen, hide windows, and roll them up again, um, just here without an animation. Um, here we can access our different virtual desktops. Um, and we also have some kind of a start menu here. You can put in programs there. These are currently empty. Um, but that's pr basically what you know from the Windows 95 start menu. Pretty similar idea here. OK. This content was provided by RWTH, Aachen University.